Hey there, and welcome. For those offended and or triggered by the following, piss off. Oh, gosh, another week. More drama and conversation and drama and conversation through the nation. Once again on Twitter. Uh, so last time, one thing I don't believe I talked about were the Twitter files. So three parts have been released since that time. Uh, the Twitter files part one was released before last episode. I just didn't talk about it. And that part mainly dealt with Twitter helping to squash the Hunter Biden laptop story. Now there's pretty solid evidence on Twitter that Twitter officials and workers were working in conjunction with other entities to absolutely kill the story. And there was even confirmation within, uh, direct messages, text messages, things like that with Twitter workers basically confirming such. Now, there was also a focus on the banning of conservative accounts. Uh, one notable account was James Woods, who's I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter, but he's actually uh, really cool and he's actually pretty hilarious when people decide that they're going to say something insulting to him about his acting career, which is actually really he had a really successful acting career. Um, and, you know, these leftist morons will try to insult him somehow, even though he was successful. And then he'll usually uh, tweet back something about their mothers and hashtag Instablock. I find those pretty entertaining. It might seem kind of juvenile that he talks about their mom, but so is telling an extremely successful actor how he's not a great actor because you didn't happen to like his movies. So uh, he kind of gives them some of their own medicine, which if you're familiar with the left, that's about the worst thing you can do to them. They hate that. Uh, the second part of these Twitter files focused a lot on shadow banning various accounts. So basically shadow banning is where like they don't actually ban your account, but they just put things in place that make it very difficult for people to find your content um, or your tweets. So that's what shadow banning is on Twitter anyway with tweets. Obviously, if you're talking about YouTube or Facebook, they're not tweets. Because, you know, I don't really know what they call them on Facebook, just post or whatever. But anyway, um, so a lot of shadow banning various accounts, which, of course, the accounts they shadow banned were conservative. Uh, once again, uh, there wasn't Democrats or leftists getting shadow banned. You could openly and, and freely see their stuff um, as, as much as humanly possible during this time. And they also shadow banned or just flat out banned medical professionals who simply had an opposing opinion to the COVID vaccine obsessed medical professionals working for the white house. So Dr. Fauci, which like I said, I'm not like this person that's hugely against Dr. Fauci. I think he was given too much power, but I don't necessarily know that was his fault. It was people that gave him that power. So if anybody had, if any medical professional had an opposing view to COVID and even people that were just saying maybe the vaccine didn't work, whether you were a medical professional or not, uh, you could see your account suspended, banned, um, all types of stuff. And that was before these Twitter files. That was clearly going on and just rampantly going on. But the thing that I don't understand about that aspect at all is in the medical community, it's, it's a very common thing for people to get second opinions. And when you have medical professionals basically giving a second opinion on Twitter, saying that maybe the vaccine isn't the greatest idea, maybe this isn't how COVID is actually working, uh, maybe COVID was developed in a lab in China 
then these people start getting banned because you're, you weren't allowed to say that. There was no bearing on whether it was actually true. People just didn't want this said, and it was people obviously from the left, people that helped out at Twitter. They didn't want it said, so you couldn't say it. You weren't allowed to say it, and if you said it, then they just banned, they just banned or suspended your account. They didn't care. So I, I think when you have the left and, and people on Twitter, since we're talking about the Twitter files, that were so focused on follow the science and believe this, and you should always trust your medical professional, they were literally deplatforming medical professionals because they didn't agree with what they wanted them to say. It had no bearing on whether these medical professionals were correct, which it's kind of showing that they were. They just didn't like what they said, so they took them down. That does not seem like the nation America was built to be or should be to me. Now, this uh, Twitter files part three, their focus, that part was focused towards the deplatforming of Donald Trump, who was president at the time that he got banned from Twitter. Now, the whole goal throughout this entire thing with what's been released on the Twitter files right now, and the whole goal behind not, not releasing the Twitter files, but what's in that information and what those people were actually doing at that time that we're all being made aware of now, uh, thanks to Elon Musk and his team there uh, that have now taken over Twitter, the goal was to, at the very least, greatly limit conservative voices. But for me, it's very hard to doubt that if the left, mainstream media, and some social media outlets had it their way, the conservative voices would be completely silenced. Absolutely 100% silenced because it's opposition to what the left and the mainstream media and most of these social media outlets want you to believe and want you to be talking about. So of course they want to completely silence conservatives. And that's really um, not working in their favor since Elon Musk took over Twitter and why you see so many of these little pansies running away from Twitter now, because now they can't just sit here and call you a racist or bigot. Now, since these conservative voices has, have been given a chance to have a voice again, these people on the left that were just spewing this nonsense on Twitter might actually have to have a, you know, coherent argument outside of just calling somebody a racist or bigot and reporting it to Twitter and Twitter just squashing that account. So you don't have to have any type of intellectual conversation with your opponent now. Now you can just squash them and you can just keep going on as a leftist saying your ridiculous, uh, uh, what's a good word, moronic uh, claims about people in the world in general. You see, I've had these discussions myself with leftists. And there is very little room for compromise with any of them, which is something I would like to think would be possible one day in the future. I, I've preached this before on this podcast where I think compromise is the only way forward. And, and admittedly on the right, the right has a very hard time with compromise as well, but the leftist seems so much more against compromise. Um, you know, if you disagree with them, you're a racist, you're a bigot, you're a homophobe, you're a transphobe, etc. ad nauseum. And of course, the hypocrisy is oozing from this whole scandal as well. We all know that if the shoe is on the other foot, if social media outlets were working exclusively with conservatives and shadow banning leftist voices, there would be absolute fits from the left. They would be losing their mind. It would be the biggest thing everybody wants to talk about. This is completely illegal. It's not constitutional. Let's take it to the Supreme Court. But the Supreme Court is completely corrupt too because we don't have the people we want on the Supreme Court. You know, that that would be, of course be the argument. But heck, when 
Ask about the first round of Twitter files during a White House press briefing. Corrine Jean-Pierre, who's the press, uh, the Washington, the White House uh, press secretary, she referred to it as a distraction and old news. Of course, this was about the Hunter Biden laptop cover up. So it's a distraction and old news. Which is interesting because we were never allowed all of that news. Thanks in part largely to Twitter and people from the Biden campaign working behind the scenes to make sure that didn't go anywhere, because that definitely would have hurt his campaign. Um, having your son doing deals and then you getting some of that money from the deals that he probably shouldn't have been able to do anyway. So distraction and old news, the left has every intention of running this country without compromise. And that's what that says. You know, if you find anything that might go against us or that might've been done illegally as leaders of the country, they should be interested in, in finding why that happened, how it happened and putting a stop to it. But instead it's a distraction and old news. So they're not going to compromise anything that might go against what they want to happen. They're not going to compromise that. Now, whether, you know, these compromises, whether it would be about retaining power, abortion, transgenderism, you know, the destruction of the nuclear family, which Black Lives Matter preached endlessly until they deleted it off their website so then people couldn't call them on it anymore. The left wants everything to be their way and only their way. Everything to be their way and only their way. Nothing else. The left is like that. The left is like that spoiled brat in school who was never actually disciplined by their parents. You know, like uh, when they go to a school function, the kids get to do whatever he wants. Every other kid has to follow the rules, but not this kid. This kid gets to do whatever he wants for whatever reason that nobody can actually explain, but he just gets to do whatever he wants. And likely that spoiled little brat, like I said, was never disciplined by his parents. And he probably never received the well-deserved butt kicking on the school playground that he should have gotten. You know, the left just thinks exactly like that. I, I don't know how to describe it any better than this spoiled brat who just doesn't get any discipline. They think they can call people names. They think they can tell everybody else what to do. They think they're justified in all of it. And if you question them, then you're actually the bad guy. Because everything, this whole mindset they have of how the world should work should not be questioned. It should be protected. And guess what? The way they think the world should work is completely 100% based on emotion. If something makes you feel bad, that needs to get rooted out. Now, it doesn't matter if you're the only one that thing makes feel bad. You, if, 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 if I feel like as a leftist that this thing makes me feel bad, every, everybody should get rid of it. Everybody. Now, if this is something I think makes me feel good, like the whole transgender movement, then everybody has to agree and play make-believe with me. So if it's something I don't like, it has to be gone. If it's something I do like, it needs to be strengthened and everybody needs to support it. And I should have the right to make those people support it. And if I don't have the ability to do that, somebody else should make those people accept it and do it. And that's just how it is with the left. Now, there was also some um, interesting conversation going on about the prisoner swap this week where the Biden administration was able to get Brittany Griner back, who's a double uh, WNBA player, um, I think four people knew that, uh, to the USA in exchange for a Russian arms dealer. Now, many on the right were not happy with this, as you might guess. Their main argument was that Paul Whelan, who is a Marine that is also being held in Russia as a prisoner, um, he's been there for nearly four years. 
And pretty much everybody on the right thought he should have been at the top of that list for a prisoner exchange so Paul could come back home. Now, of course, the argument about Griner being selected was because she was a black lesbian um, and almost every, every conservative was saying that. Now, I'm not really all in on the anger that Griner got to come home. It doesn't necessarily bother me that much that she got to come home. That's fine. I mean, I think it's good an American came home. But it is difficult to separate the idea that she might have been selected because of the intersectional boxes she checked off. Now, as can be expected, the left never wants the right to say things are done based on race or LGBTQRSTUV status, but they get to talk about how it's groundbreaking that this or that, especially this prisoner swap, did such and such, and it's so amazing because the person is black or a woman or a lesbian or a transgender person, then the left wants to talk about those things nonstop. Yeah, I had a conversation with a friend a while back, and this friend tends to lean left, pretty heavily left. And the conversation was about the focus on race, gender, sexuality, and whatever other labels the left is obsessed with. My point during that conversation, and, and has continued to be my point, was that maybe we should stop focusing on all the labels and actually look at people as people. Now, my friend was quick to reply that until things are equal and everyone gets their say, the labels are going to stay. And that's exactly what she said. The labels are staying. So what does that, I mean, I mean, what does that even mean? You know, how do we know when everyone has had their say and things are, quote, equal? The left has proven to be about equal outcomes. Uh, good luck with that. Good luck with equal outcomes. And, and good luck with, with genuinely equal outcomes. Good luck with that. Because there are a host of things that work against equal outcomes. Now, that doesn't mean there's many things or anything, especially in our country, in America, that work against equal opportunity. But equal outcomes are completely different and just unreasonable. I mean, they're just absolutely unreasonable. Um, you know, it's easy to say that race, gender, and all the left's talking points are the real culprits against equal outcomes, which the left will constantly say is, is the reason there's not equal outcomes. But the truth is that it really comes down to other things like skill, talent, motivation, passion, just simple interest. These are things that prevent these so-called equal outcomes. You know, no one is guaranteed to have the same outcome as another person. If, and this example has been used by plenty of other people, but I am a guy that in high school, I was not on the basketball team, but I went and played basketball all the time by myself with my buddies. And with that group, I was pretty good. I was a pretty good basketball player. And that's, trust me, that's not me bragging on myself. I wasn't even on the high school team. So what makes me think that I should have the same outcome playing basketball as somebody like Michael Jordan. Yes, I am a Michael Jordan holdout. LeBron James will never be on my list. For one, he's not Michael Jordan. And secondly, LeBron James is an annoying, blabbering idiot. But why, how, why should I be guaranteed the same outcome as Michael Jordan? Let's just look at what I talked about. For one, his talent and skill level are beyond mine, way beyond mine. Now, does that does that have anything to do with his race and my race? That has zero to do with it, nothing at all. Michael Jordan's passion 
was way more than mine. He put a lot more time into basketball than I ever put into it. And you know what? Michael Jordan had an interest in playing basketball professionally. I didn't. Now, I might be interested in the money that comes with it. I mean, you know, why not? It's good money. But why would I be, why am I guaranteed that outcome? Why should I be guaranteed the same outcome? And again, it has nothing to do with, with race or gender or sexuality or anything. There were so many things going in his favor. And I would, I would tend to say none of those other things were a factor, gender, race, sexuality, nothing. Now you could have the conversation about whether, you know, male athletes in a lot of sports have an advantage to female athletes. And I think that's pretty much proven that has nothing to do with necessarily skill level. It has to do with biological issues, muscle mass, bone density, uh, speed, all those types of things. But I'm not going to get into all that right now. What I'm saying is that I should not be guaranteed that same outcome as Michael Jordan. It's ridiculous to expect that. But that is what the left expects. They expect equal outcomes for everybody. And if they're not equal outcomes, it's because of race, racism or, um, you know, people are because of homophobia, transphobia, all this other stuff. And they, it could, that couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, that's not even like, that's not even realistic to say that. It's not even realistic. Now, did people not get opportunities based off race during the times of slavery and immediately following times of slavery? Sure. Yeah, that's a, that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue that at all. Is that still a thing today? No, no, it's not. And if it is, I'm not here to say that people there's, I'm not here to say there's not racist people in the country anymore. That's not realistic because people are going to always going to hate people for stupid reasons. And people are, hate is always going to be here. That's not negative. That's just reality. Um, until humans become like this perfect set of people that think the same and act the same and you know, there's never hatred or anything else like that. That's just not going to happen. And that's not realistic either. Even if, even if the left had their way and they could get rid of every conservative, every right wing person they wanted to at some point down the road, somebody's going to be born that hates people for no reason. And to be honest, how the left talks and everything they do, they hate people for no reason too. So their whole, their whole point is gone. It, that doesn't matter. So the bottom line is that the left wants every label they can fit in to work harder and harder to create division. That's what it's about. That's the whole point. That's what labels really create division. Even when you split each other up in, in school for stuff, you're dividing. Now it's, it's, it's not malicious, but you're dividing. Okay. All the people with whatever stand over here, all the people with B stand over here, all the people uh, that wore high top stand over here. Anytime that you're, div that you label something, it's, it's, to cause division. Now, like I said, that's not always malicious. That's just how you separate people. The left uses these labels maliciously because they want this country divided. This, their whole existence depends on this country staying divided. So that goes to my next point. How does this benefit the left? It constantly gives them an enemy to work against. As long as people are divided, the left can pretend that enemies are all around us. Those enemies are enemies because, oh, that's right. It's because they don't look like or think like you. But most importantly is the fact they don't look like you. That's the most important fact to the left. And it's the low-hanging fruit. That's the easiest thing to see with people. Oh, this person doesn't look like me because of this or that. It's not, it's not prejudice. It's what your eye detects. It's how your brain works. 
I'm not looking into a mirror because that person looks different. It's an easy thing for the left to sell. And the problem is there's so many mindless morons out there that just snatch that up and chew on it like grandma's Christmas cake. So it's an easy thing for them to use. So to me, that's the most prejudiced thing you can believe. And it's what the left thrives on, which makes no sense because it literally goes against everything that they supposedly stand for. And it's their main strategy. And that's why they thrive and thrive and thrive. Because like I said, they have so many mindless morons that buy into that and play into that and sit here and set their Twitter bio as, oh, I believe in equality. Everybody for the most part believes in equality, except for some morons that don't. And the people on, on the left that are on Twitter or social media or whatever that have to put all that, I believe in equality in their bio and I believe in acceptance and tolerance, they are the most, they are the most intolerant, unaccepting people I've ever seen in my life. Because the only intolerance and acceptance they're talking about is for the people that agree with them. If you disagree with them or you have independent thoughts, they do not accept or tolerate you. You are now a racist, bigot, transphobic, homophobic, MAGA supporting, ultra MAGA, ultra super, super, you know, extra to the 10th degree MAGA. Like it's just constant names. They don't understand what you're talking about because they don't think. So my whole thing is if we take away the labels, we take them all away, take away all the labels, the left would fall in seconds and they cannot have that. So as my friend said, the labels will stay. Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks for listening and uh, piss off. <laughs>